help people or encourage people uh-huh. and, um i like we're not interested in that yeah i like really funny uh podcasts and, and comedian podcasts we're and not stuff. interested in that either so we tried to blend it um but it's it gets pretty heavy and pretty serious and we both have that been happens. through a ton of stuff she's been through way more stuff than me um she had a, a brother um uh, drown uh when he was three uh, that they had to, you know, deal with. Uh, she's been through tons of tragedy in her life. And, um, so, and, you know, you know, my story, you and know, you, and, all that. and you talk about that and yeah. And so we started talking about it. So it's still really funny and we definitely have a lot of funny stuff, but, right. um, we really wanted to have some meat in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, well, people will listen to the first, you know, episode, maybe two episodes and then they'll fall off. And they won't be as interested in stuff. Mm-hmm. And people are gravitating <coughs> toward it. And all the comments we're getting, we're getting, you know, some like, this was funny, this was funny. But most of what we're getting is like, man, thanks for, you know, handling this tough topic. The last one was on forgiveness, which has been mm-hmm. a struggle for both of us uh, in the past. And so, and now we're getting all these stories of people saying, you know, I, I've struggled with being able to forgive this person because of that, but because of what you said, I feel like maybe I can do it now, you know, and all that. Like, it's, it's, I'm really proud of it so far. Yeah. Yeah. I just talked for like two minutes without a joke or anything. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. How do you feel about that? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. Well, I... We How do have, Amish people hunt? The, the uh, yeah, there That's you your joke, man. I know. That's, uh... <laughs> what, what I believe is that people are are really starved for genuine conversation yeah. and genuine um, interaction right because there is a uh, there's a, a, a falseness about um, what we do there's a there's a there's a sort of a veneer that we put over our our real lives and just highlight the, the funny stuff. And when there isn't anything particularly funny, we make up stuff. Yeah. Um, and put it out there. And we're comedians. So that's that's understandable and it's not wrong. But I think that there's... Uh, I think that people like to to hear the the genuine uh, real life stuff that yeah. happens. You know, talk about forgiveness or talk about uh, the raising kids or... Um, you know, illnesses and uh, it, real stuff, real stuff. Well, I listened to one of your podcasts where you, oh man, it was an ongoing thing too, where you were, you were in a battle with uh, some women over, uh, and it may have been women's rights or feminism or Probably. or something, but it was She's a specific, a well, yeah, I know that's like, an ongoing um, thing, but it, it was a specific, um, oh, I wish I could remember because I listened to it and then I had other people listen to it. Um, that were talking about that topic at the time, and it did elicit a lot of discussion just on some of the stuff that you were saying, because the fact that it wasn't you or I saying it, it was right. truly somebody that you know 
That's that, the power of the peaches. Yes, the power of the peaches. Being able to voice from a woman's point of view gives her gives her the uh, the the power to say things that we can't. Um, peaches, like perfect podcast, is powerful. Yes, and very alliterative. Peaches mm-hmm. perfect podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not helping you with that. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> purple. <laughs> Peach's perfect purple podcast. <laughs> well, we we have uh, most of the time, and she was actually griping about this uh, last week or so. And she said that we've gotten away from our original uh, format, where we would literally just flip on the recorder. And just start talking about whatever it was that we were going to yeah. talk about without worrying about. And my tendency of late has to been has been to call her and say, "Okay, what are we going to talk about on the podcast?" <laughs> right. And she goes, "That's not what this podcast is about." Why are you? How dare you? <laughs> well, How dare you plan? And a couple of weeks ago, um, when Tabby and Megan were still trying to have their babies and were hugely pregnant, and it was like it was Saturday night. And our or no, it was Sunday night because our podcast comes out on a Monday yeah. every week. And so he was like, well, "We got to record something. We got to do something." And so we had Corey and Megan and Tabby on the podcast, and we just talked about pizza. Like Corey had pizza delivered while we were all sitting there waiting. They were throwing okay. around ideas about like what you would have to do to be a pizza delivery man because it's a dangerous job. And Tabby said it was dangerous, and then she spent twenty minutes trying to defend that. <laughs> And, you know, and it was just literally, we talked about nothing except we wish these babies would come out already so we would have something interesting to talk about on the podcast. And we, like, shut that off, and both Dad and I were like, well, didn't talk about anything in current events, no politics, no culture, no religion. And Corey actually said, wow, that was a lot of fun. Like, he felt like, you know, they had gotten a whole bunch off their chests, and, like, everybody was... That that pizza delivery concept was just weighing heavy on him. (laughs) Yeah. And finally had a chance But it to... was like you were saying, a lot of people don't have anywhere where they can have real, you know, real life discussions, you know, face to face and talk about whatever they're thinking about. Like everything on social media is, you know, 240 characters or less or whatever it is now. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. so to just be able to, to throw something out there and have somebody else pick it up and move it a little bit further, you know, and somebody else carries it a little further and that's... That's discussion that, like, we take for granted, I think, in our circles because everybody has stuff to say and contribute, and not everybody has somebody they can do that with, so. Yeah. Well, the, to, be able to, to be able to have a conversation with people who may not agree with you um, and to have them disagree with you and then still be able to eat pizza with them right. and, and realize that you're not going to be excommunicated. Yeah. I think that's what's, that's what's rare. Something. And I don't... I don't think that we're the only people in the world that do that, but I think that it's, I, I think it's a foreign, I think it's foreign to a lot of people who are, who watch social media where, where you just get unfriended, you know, as soon as, as, soon, as soon as you say something that, that is out of alignment with, with your social media friends and they block you and they unfriend you and that's the end of do it. Do you guys block people? No. Nope. Okay. I don't need to. I always tell, that's one of the recurring questions I get from Carl is, okay, I have this situation. Is this something where I should like keep my distance? Do I feel like I'm maybe putting my family in danger? Because you never know what creeps are out there. And I'm like, look, 
I can show you how to get blocked if you want. Like, the more assertive you are, the more, you know, you don't take any of that crap. Like, the more they feel like they need to put up the boundary and keep you at bay. Like, that's usually what goes with me. Somebody said that you blocked them. And I didn't want to get into it with them, but I was like, I don't know a lot about John Brandon, but he does not block. He welcomes the discussion. We usually take screenshots. Yeah, yeah. I've never blocked anybody. Um, Yeah. And we've had people, that's been a topic on the podcast many times, we've had people who have deliberately tried to get blocked. Yeah. There, there are people who wear it as a, they, they, they believe that they have won the debate if yeah. you block them. And to an extent, they're kind of right. And so I don't It's a powerful way. People. It's a powerful and thing. I've, I've, I've had people put outrageous things on my blog comment section. Outrageous things. But one of the things, things we did, what? few weeks back was because because of a question that came in somebody wanted to know how I felt when my sister converted to Catholicism Mm. and she was like I mean just like did you feel betrayed and did you feel and we kind of laughed because that's what we do in our family like we don't feel betrayed we mock her we call her like you know an alcoholic and we drink all this wine in church like you know, but in all seriousness, we did have a conversation yeah. about like some doctrine and what are some things that we disagree about and how do we manage to still be in the same family when we're, you know, disagreeing. And so it was a good conversation. I, th- I think there are a lot of people who don't know how to like navigate that road because, yeah, they, yeah, they're actually being told by the culture, you have to cut out those people. They're toxic people. Yeah. That's the word we use. And so they just don't know how to be friends with somebody anymore or, you know, let alone related to somebody that that they don't feel like they can nod and, and you know agree with on everything because so. people are, yeah. not only do they think their opinion is absolutely right they think it should matter to everybody else like it should absolutely <laughs> right. so that takes away any kind of open discussion or open-mindedness and that's i've seen that's what i've seen in like the last i don't know i hate to keep blaming like social media and stuff but you know when MySpace and all that stuff started coming out, you started seeing all everybody thinking they're the hottest person in the world because they can put their profile up and they can right. um, they can put what their opinions are and they should matter. And, and it kind of started cutting out all this open discussion of like, well, what do you think about that? Or what, right. you know, everybody wants to get their opinion out there and not sit back and listen to everybody else. And I think that's so damaging. And that's why, um, right. actually, the, the very first date I had with uh, my wife... I pulled up Sarah. Her Sarah, Sarah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Point. I was struggling there for a second. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I know it's an S. Was... Yeah. yeah, but when I met her for the first time, I, it was a lunch date in downtown Houston, and they have um, uh, it's valet, but there's parking spots there. But um, at eleven o'clock, they put the cones out, and so you have to do valet. You have to pay them the eight bucks. So I got there Which early. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I got I almost That's canceled the date. More than you'll pay for what? Or yeah. less than you pay for Wi-Fi. And so I got oh uh, yeah, nice math. Um, so I got there early so I could park in the in the parking spots before they got the cones out, so that I didn't have to do ballet. So I'm sitting there. So no surprise. I'm sitting there, and so I call you because um, you had done a podcast. Uh, you won't remember this, but you did a podcast about uh, uh, Christianity and atheism. Um, does that narrow it down? Yeah, no. it does. Right? Yeah. Okay. 
a podcast about that. Yeah, and and a blog. You had done your blog, and so I called you because I had read some of the comments and stuff mm-hmm. on there. But I remember uh, like talking to you right before I. It was you actually had a part of my in our story because she pulled up, and I saw her get out of her car, and I actually said to you, I was like, "Man, I want to keep talking about this, but I, I got to go see about a girl." And right. I hung up, and I went out there, and then my life has changed forever. Yeah. Um, I do remember. Good job, Dad. I remember yeah. that conversation. Good job. Yeah. yeah. You did. You said, uh, all right, well, go go see if you can find her, and uh, and I'll be here when you want to talk about atheism. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know you, you will be. But you never did. But yeah, we did. Uh, but I mean, I remember you telling me that uh, you really liked getting into the discussion, but you could tell that certain people didn't want to hear any other opinion other than their own. Right. And uh, I think that's well, so social dangerous. Media has, social media has made it um, to so that so that you do get to partition um, and quarantine your discussions. You can you can group people according to uh, your interests. Now you you treat people like you treat a playlist on the radio. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm only going to listen to this. I'm only going to listen to people who are saying what I like to hear. Yeah, and that's. Uh, that's not good. It, it, it because you can do it. You you can you, well you can do it, but you but but then that also that also creates a uh, uh, it, it 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 creates a, a need on on the person's part to only say things that are going to get likes and clicks mm-hmm. and so on because it becomes a, pop, a popularity thing. And so the person who is saying the things that are getting the most likes and the most clicks and the most or the most elevated comments in a discussion group or however they however you uh, monitor that success um, now you're now you're prone to not say the things that you may necessarily that you might even think are true or important because they're not going to be as popular right. as yeah. the things that that get you the clicks and the likes and so it it creates it creates false uh, false communication it's not real yeah um, always sometimes it is there are a few people you know who are genuinely um, expressive but for the most for the most part, on social media at least, Facebook and things like that, people are just, it's, it's also meme-centered and it's so, it's so simplistic and, you know, one or two lines is all you get to express yourself and nobody's going to dig deeper than that and nobody's right. going to expand on any of that and it's just so, uh, it's so not good because we're, we're not, people are all about expressing their opinions. I, my, my opinion matters, my point of view matters. Your point of view really doesn't matter if you haven't thought about it, yeah. I mean, if you if you haven't spent any time thinking about this thing that you're talking about, then it doesn't matter. It really doesn't, because all you're doing at the at the very best is just regurgitating something that you heard somebody else say, mm-hmm. somebody who may have actually thought about it, right? Um, and you're only getting just a little bit of that. It's you know? a little piece. So it waters down every, it's like a copy of a copy of a right. copy. Right, but then, but we've become so enamored with those memes, with that one or two little pithy lines, you know, we're so enamored with that. And that becomes the representation of our entire point of view and our entire personage, mm-hmm. you know. So now if you don't like my meme, you have cast me aside as a person. And all of it is just so icky and awful. Um all right, this is getting way too serious. Let's uh, let's do something a little right. lighter. What do you think about Calvinism? 
an atheism. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think we probably have. <laughs> so what, are you going to ask me questions? I really didn't get questions. you want them? This is your po- This is going to be your podcast, man. Not well, mine. Welcome to Hook, Line, and Smiley. Uh, we <laughs> have uh, John Branion. Um, I'm only going to ask you like the real unique uh, questions. If you're going, if we're going to call this line of smiley, can I make fun of the podcast recorder now? As if it's yours? As if, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Can I mock you for this? Yeah. Ranky what would you Dinkle, say? Teddy Ruxpin <laughs> recorder that you've got. Did you look it up, Teddy I did. Ruxpin? Well, okay, because Teddy Ruxpin would move his mouth according to whatever you put, whatever uh, cassette you put in it. So yeah. technically, technically you could record yourself on a cassette. Right. Put that in there. Which is what we did. But he didn't record. Or my parents would do that. Go to bed like that. And then Teddy Ruxpin would say it. He would say it, yeah. <laughs> and it was creepy because you got a bear. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, let me find the most interesting. How did you get started in comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Peaches. Um. Okay, this one I didn't get. Uh, uh, then ask it. Uh, do you still have that discarded mosquito netting in your backpack? Is that a potty <laughs> break reference? You don't remember that one either? I don't know what that is. Holy smokes. Now, I put that at the top because I was like, that's one I don't know. Somebody's more excited than I am. Yeah. Congratulations to whoever asked that question because yeah. even the Peaches doesn't remember that reference. Was it potty break? Yeah. Was it a potty break? Oh, yeah. that explains it. I don't listen to podcasts. Okay. That was, that was from the... I, I, was, I told you the story. I'm looking out the window at my house and a van stops in front of the house. You don't remember this? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Van stops and there's two ladies. One lady's driving... Obviously, and the other ladies in the passenger seat, and they stop, and they're sitting out. I live at the corner of of an, of an intersection, and there's no stop sign there, and so they're to have them stop oh, there. One is of unusual. the streets has a stop sign. Yeah, but it's not where they were stopped. They were stopped in front of the house, and so and they're sitting there, and they're sitting there, and I'm like, I wonder what's going on. And then I thought, well, maybe they're lost, and they're looking for a street address or something like that. So I'm just watching them, standing, watching them. And the sliding door, the, the, the passenger side opens up, and the lady gets out, and she looks around, and then she gets back in. Okay? Then the driver's side opens. So it's on the other side of the car. I see the driver's side open, and the driver gets out, and she's looking around, and she walks to the corner of my house. I forgot about this. She walks to the corner of my yard, where the telephone pole is, and the uh-huh. street light and everything. And she's got a wad of mosquito netting, like like from like the doorway to a tent or something like yeah. that. And it's all wadded up. And she just throws it <laughs> in the yard. She gets back in the van and she drives away. She didn't say anything. Nothing. It was, and it took him forever. And it's like... It, it just she didn't struck, yell, block me on Facebook, will you? No, it just, it just struck me as funny that they, they sat there and, and I was trying to imagine what sort of conversation <laughs> precedes her going out, like with intentional. She didn't, she didn't hesitate. After she, after she got out of the car, she took, you know, six or seven steps over to the edge of the yard and just with, with exacting purpose hurled that mosquito netting like, I've driven with this as far as I can. I can't go another inch with this in my possession. I thought you were going to say their conversation was like, okay, well, we got to be real careful here, Carol, because we only have one. And so we got to make, make, make sure we got to make sure we throw it in exactly the right wisely. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they so consulted good. with each yeah. other. 
Well, there is a, you there get is out a telephone pole here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, look closer. So she gets out. All right, well, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, what do you think? And she and the other the, one gets out. Is this the place to dispose of this mosquito netting? Listen, we've thought about this long enough. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And, then... and I actually did carry it with me. And that may have been where that came from. I actually told that story on stage at a oh, uh, at a Tim Hawkins event. You yeah. took it out of your backpack. I had it with a, on, in the backpack. Yeah. And I took it out. Oh, so you kept it and then put it in. And okay. Showed it, he yeah. likes to collect artifacts. I thought maybe you put it in a backpack by your front door and was if you saw them again. I was going to hand it. You were going to run out and throw it at you them. Or... I've never seen them again. I think they were. Oh, that's so good. I think they accomplished their mission. and Yeah, but that's one of those stories that, to me, is super entertaining and fun to think yeah. about. But the audience was like, eh, we're not, we don't understand why you're showing us this mosquito. <laughs> 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 Which made it even funnier to me. Yeah. But I can't, I couldn't really, I couldn't really do that repeatedly with, right. when I'm out on tour with Tim because that would have gotten tedious for yeah. everybody except me. Boom. You would have loved it. So I quit doing it, yeah. I like, I like doing stuff that makes everybody, to a certain extent, that makes people go, why are you yeah. doing this again? Because it's, it's to, to the production. People, well, and to the people that, that are tracking with me, they're like, this is, this is brilliant. Well, we we don't one, hear comedy like this ever. You were the one else. who started introducing freight with, yeah, fanfare with great fanfare for <laughs> yeah. no reason, just right. to make Caleb laugh, and right. eventually it actually became a thing. Well, but even even the the freight intros weren't like these all popular things that like got everybody on their feet. There was still just right. a, even after we'd been doing it for a year or so, there was still it just was still a, pretty was, inside. Yeah, there yeah. was a contingency of people yeah. who understood it, and they were the people who listened to podcasts. Be like, wow. Yeah, but it was not at all. <laughs> People used to send me tweets when I was out with Tim. It's like, can't wait to hear the freight the introduction freight. tonight. But it would actually be better if there was crickets. Like, that would be really ideally. Oh, it's way really better if he walked out with no... <laughs> with nothing, no sound. I know. And they, what, what, was, what got to be so fun about it was that Caleb wouldn't pop the music down after the intro. <laughs> yeah. It was Detroit Rock City. <laughs> you have to yell and then I had to yell above it, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> coming to the stage. And then I would say, Fred Mabry. And, I, and there was always some stupid, you know, the man who's going to tell you everything you've ever wanted to know about lanyards. <laughs> Fred Mabry. And then there was always these confused <laughs> people looking around. Did and we get tickets Frank, to the wrong show? Frank would stand in the middle of the, middle of the stage with the lights whirling and everything. He, <laughs> yeah. just, and he was just standing because <laughs> he couldn't talk because the music was too loud. And, oh uh, gosh, Caleb and I were crying. We would be, laughing, we would be wiping tears out of our eyes because he would just, he looked, he'd so, walk out. He looked so forlorn. He, he was already he was never, on stage. Well, but even walking out, like he'd walk out and yeah, he'd just stand on stage. It's not like he would, you know, skip or smile right, or nod. Right. He was he was standing there and he would start he would start shaking his head and then eventually he would be making the cuts and he would do this with on his neck and and it, he would just turn it up. Caleb would just turn it up. And the lights are going. Everything's like, all right, that's enough. That's enough. You know how they change. So, so the way it works is like he'll bring out, he'll alternate comics. 
And so I would go out and then I would and, and do a run with him. And then we'd go like three weeks where I wouldn't do a run. Right. And they would change stuff all the time. So every time I'd get out there, it'd be like, oh, Tim's going to ride a motorcycle out now. Right. No, now, now it's a Segway. Yeah. yeah. Now he does a harmonica solo out in the crowd. Now right. he does, like. Now he's going to um, play that, like, Indian flute during the tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of he, yeah. Now he's wearing a yodeler uh, outfit yeah. at the he's beginning. A leader hosen. A leader hosen. Yeah. And all this. So. I'm flying out to start a run and I get a DM going, I can't wait to hear how you introduce Freight. And I had no idea what they were talking about. And I was like, oh, now do I have to write a whole bit about introducing Freight? I, I had a whole list yeah. of them. I had, I, had, I had 70 of them in, in a notebook and I would do a different one every night. So then I got out there and found out that was your thing. So I was, yeah. was kind of glad. That was great. It was, yeah. Um, that's, that's speaking, speaking of bits. Yeah. Got a favorite bit? I don't really. Not one favorite bit. You know how it is when you do a bit. My favorite bit is it tends to be the newest bit. Yeah. It tends to be the one that is. But you haven't heard any of my stuff lately. But he didn't like the Three Little Pigs when he first wrote it. No, no, no. I mean my bits. <laughs> but I have a favorite bit of yours. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about, about you. Favorite bit. No, no, no. That was the question. Do you have a favorite bit? And oh. so, and I know that's a question, a normal question that you get asked all the time, but yeah. I actually have never asked you that. Like, if you have a favorite. My favorite bit, since, you know, since this is inside stuff, my favorite bit is the, is the newest one that's starting to work. Yeah. You know, the, you know what it is. Oh, yeah. When you, when you, the you first time you launch something out on stage and it hits and you're like, yay, this is going to be. It's going to be good. And after you've done it a while, then the audience makes it... By the time it's the audience's favorite bit, it's usually not mine anymore. Yeah. Because, because I've done it and, and it works. And um, that's just... Yeah, yeah, but my point in talking about the three pigs is that your judgment isn't very good all the time. No, it's not. And, <laughs> and I, well, comedy is this weird thing that is... It, it's, it's basically my opinion... Yeah. These these are things that I think are funny. And when the audience agrees with me, then the show goes well. Yeah. And when the audience and I disagree about what's funny, that's when that's when we start to be sad about things. Um, but that's you know, my judgment is um, my judgment is responsible for every single bit that I've ever done. But yes, I didn't think the Three Little Pigs. I thought it was too long. I thought it was too convoluted. I thought it was too dumb. That, uh, that I, I really didn't think it was going to work. Yeah. And But then there's been other things that I thought, this is genius. And they just <laughs> yeah. go nowhere. Yeah. And so that's what's fun about it is is it's kind of like this experiment to see, okay, I think this is funny. Yeah. I wonder if anyone's going to agree with me. I'm well, gonna... I don't think this is funny. And it turns out that everybody disagrees with me on that. So. I'm doing a bit about going in and getting some out of my wife's purse. Um, talking about the first time I did, mm -hmm. um, which is nerve-wracking for guys. And the first couple times I did it did not go over well at all. And I'm just like, I know this is a good bit. Right. I'm just going to try to stick with it for a little bit longer. And then it started like hitting right. and doing really well. But it's sporadic. So was, it, was it just a... Uh like a, a phrasing thing? It was or? on this particular bit, it's how I set it up. Mm. So I changed a little bit of how I set it up and all of a sudden it started to work. But now it's still in the fledgling deal where 
I don't know if it's going to work each night. Each right. night, I've had it get applause breaks and just kill, and then I've had it get nothing. Yeah. And so I, I know what you mean because it's my favorite bit right now because when I start it, I have no idea how it's going to go. Yeah, it's new. No idea. So we'll see. Um, favorite board game of all times? There was a lot of board game questions. I'm only going to ask you two. Okay. So this one, favorite board game of all time. Gosh, I don't. That's a that's a question that's difficult to answer because the favorite depends on a lot of the circumstances and who's there and what we're playing. Probably the game that we've played the most is um, is either Puerto Rico or Lords of Waterdeep. Is Puerto Rico the one you made Ken Davis and Hawkins and I play? It was like three when we went to Colorado it and you started explaining the rules and yet you finished last Tuesday. It might have been. Of. That the game, I, I don't remember. I think it might have been. Okay. What was the game we played where you could be a werewolf or a... That's one night. night. One night. That's a great game. Yeah. All right. And um, that one is, I don't that's consider not a board that one a board game. Yeah, it's a party game. But that is, that we played tons of of one night. Okay. That was, we we want to play that at the Vacation with Comics in Definitely. August because that game was, on the ship, it was a blast. Yep. Um, I thought this was a, a nice little twist to the question. If you could live inside any board game, <laughs> what would you, what board game would you ask live? questions like that? I don't your, know. Your people. My people are, are fascinating. If you could live inside a board game? Yeah. Operation. Land, right? <laughs> but I wrote Candyland because I thought that's the obvious answer. But then I thought because if I lived in Monopoly, I'd probably wind up on Baltic Avenue. Yeah, you would be in jail. Yeah, yeah. in jail, <laughs> free parking. Um, yeah, I don't know. See, Community the, chess. See, that's the thing. There's a lot of board games now that are themed, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, it's like a. Wreck-It Ralph kind of uh, live inside a board game. Yeah, yeah, that's, like what, literal I, that's what I took it. Literally living inside the mechanical, but that's an interesting See, I'm afraid of heights, so Shoots and Ladders would be out. But I was trying to think of all the other board games that I played as a kid, and everything else is just a weird, right. generic board. Well, it's a question. Well, it, you could, if you went into war, uh, Lords of Waterdeep, you could actually have a pretty nice little life. That's true. You if could, I lived in Lords, Lords of Waterdeep, I would have well, access to Puerto Rico, to uh, to many to wizards and clerics, or uh, and settlers of Catan. Same thing. Just build yourself a little town, town. Yeah. 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 a little town <laughs> on the water, and and ship sheep. Make sure you live on the corner of. Make sure you live on the corner. Sheep. You want to know? You want to live where where or you can brick, get bricks and wood. Bricks and yeah, wood. Yeah, and then you can build roads. Oh. <laughs> okay, a lot of people want to know about uh, an update. <laughs> I was, this is getting I way too deep. Still been recording his facial expression. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, it's good having you guys over. Um, you didn't have to ask that question. Yeah, that's smiling. true. Um, well, I thought that was actually an interesting question. Like, if you could go back, and then the more I thought about the board games I played, uh, they were just real generic, kind of boring. Right, you gotta play. You gotta play better board games. Yeah, the game of life. Yeah, it's fun to live in wingspan. <laughs> you haven't played wingspan yet, have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I 
Hawkins and I both think that you make up board games names and just throw it out there. I do not. Okay. <laughs> um, a lot of people want to know the update on the eggs and the chickens, and uh, several wanted to know if you ever got any female chickens. Um, and most, they're all females. We don't have any males. Did you bring me any eggs? Since that, there's since the last chicken now. update, I didn't know that I was supposed to. I would have happily brought you some eggs. Yeah. Um, Free, since the last food? chicken yeah. update, um, virtually all of the chickens have been replaced. Oh, so, really? Yeah, they 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 don't live they don't live real long very long, and uh, so they're all but one. There's one the the meanest, most cantankerous yeah. one seems to be immortal. Um, <laughs> this is Mother Mother Clucker. Is that what the name is? That's what we call her. Yeah. <laughs> and she will always what you call her. She will, yeah. She will wait until you're, till you're in there while you're feeding her, while you're giving her water, while you're basically tending to her needs. She will, she will step to the side <laughs> so you can't see her, and then she will just come right at you. And, oh yeah, yeah. There's scratch and, so and my sister in law is raising chickens, and there's a dominant uh, mother hen, yeah. and she pecks the feathers off other hens. Yep. And yep, she's mean. Yeah, and so she's done all this like research of how to allow her still to be the the, the main dominant hen, but to not um, not That'd abuse so the mean. other ones. And yeah, really. Stuff like well, that. that would be interesting. So yeah, so we've got we have uh, six six now. We have a new set of layers. We have a new set of and layers, and they. I uh, took a dozen of the eggs so that we could have Christmas. Breakfast, brunch on Christmas That's morning. Right. Every year we use a dozen Branyan certified eggs for brunch. A dozen of those delicious brown eggs. So the, the, the chickens are uh, are doing fine. Okay, they're chickeny. Yeah. Um, they're all they're all girls. <laughs> this is my favorite question. Um, <laughs> ask Brandon how you can increase sales of socks at a merch table. He just looks like someone that would know. <laughs> That made me laugh. A genuine <laughs> laugh. It looks like someone who would know. What, have, what, what all have you sold? You've sold yeah, what have you sold on your you've table? Sold well, I think, the, I think the way to increase sock sales at your merch table would be to put up a play place next to your merch <laughs> yeah. table. Oh, and yeah. not allow people to wear shoes. Yeah, and you got to have... <laughs> right. That actually is a good I idea. You, you've had a card game. You've had... Electronic so, cigarettes. Okay, hang on. So, did you sell your own card game, or you just... Yeah, I did for a little while. Oh, you did sell your own, but then I also you... And I sold Blink and Pepper. Blink and Pepper. Yeah. Are you censoring yourself now, or is that really the name of the... <laughs> That's really the name. Oh, okay. Blink so you, you sold a card game. You sold... What was the other thing you sold? Electronic cigarettes. Oh, okay. Electronic cigarettes. You I bit. sold soap. I sold... A Sasquatch soap. Oh, you, are you still selling that? Uh, Sasquatch I'm, soap. I'm not. I yeah, Doctor Squatch. Um, Doctor Squatch soap. I could because I, I heard still, you were selling a lot occasionally. Somebody um, maybe it's Freight that told me one day decent you sold amount of soap. I sold a, a decent soap. amount of soap. I it was I the the most are the Three Little Pigs books. Those are the things. A lot of people were asking for more um, of those. Yeah, more Shakespeare fairy tale. Any in the oh, works? Yeah. He has. I have uh, Goldilocks. He has you did Goldilocks and you did Three Little Pigs, but any. Uh, I haven't written any more. I've got a I've got a, a sketched out version of Jack and the Beanstalk. Okay. But I haven't fleshed it out yet. The the thing about it is that they need to be. May I think they need to have some sort of 
current relevance. Right. You know, the one about uh, the Goldilocks is American made and because I live in and that was really because we live in a union town and so it's all rah rah American three little little pigs three little pigs you said Goldilocks you said Goldilocks three little little pigs pigs is is American made and Goldilocks Goldilocks is yay homeschool yeah Uh, and so yay homeschool but that's yeah essentially but I think Jack and the Beanstalk might be divine providence because I just told my kids about that today because we read the poem from the the giant Mm-hmm. Be fo fo I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he alive or be, be he dead, dead. I'll grind right. his bones to make my bread. bread. Which I didn't know that second part. Oh, really? really? To my children. Seriously? <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, that was the best part. So my, when I was a kid, uh, my, I love I agree part. now that I know. My, uh, my angle on Jack and the Beanstalk is, was similar to what I did with Goldilocks, where, where Goldilocks is kind of this truant, this breaking and entering, you know, and stealing stuff. And uh, and Jack and the Beanstalk has a has a very similar sort of bent to it, where Jack basically invades the giant's home, yeah, you know, and makes off with all of his various treasures, right, yeah, and and then has the audacity to actually kill the giant for trying yeah. to stuff back, <laughs> you know. How dare you? Yeah, and the idea that I had for Jack and the Beanstalk was to tell it in reverse. And uh, mm. and that's the part that I've got sketched out, where it it begins with the with Jack standing over this beanstalk that he has chopped down, and then why did he chop the beanstalk down? Well, because and then it just basically goes backwards. Some, uh, getting some into the woods vibes. Is that what Into the Woods does? Uh, yeah. The Into the Woods is a bunch of fairy tales all mixed up in one. Spoiler alert. Does start with the giant falling. They don't know it's the giant at first, but there's this big. Oh, see, I didn't know that. There's this big earthquake, and then they all go into the woods to find out what happened. I discussed it, so now that I've yeah, now I can. So you're on record. Now I can do none of that. But um, the big draw with Into the Woods is it's set to music, so it's not necessary. So you're safe. Yeah. You're yeah. good. There's a twist. The last question, and I don't know if it's because they listen to my wife and I's podcast, Hook, Line, and Smiley, dropping every Thursday, wherever uh-huh. you get podcasts. Hook, Line, and Smiley, every Thursday. You're on Spotify. Uh-huh. You're on iTunes. iTunes. You're on Stitcher. Stitcher. You're on... Um, uh, Buzzsprout. Whoa. What? You're what? on... Uh, Buzzsprout. I, don't even, I can't even think of any others. Google. Oh, I don't know if we're on Google. I think we are. Okay. Um, but yeah, our very first episode, because we wanted people to get to know us, and so we made it, uh, what, do you, what would you go back and tell your high school self? Mm. That was the whole topic. and um, But that was one of the questions that somebody had for you. So I don't know if they were just, they'd listened and they were asking that, or if they really wanted to know, but that was the last question that I had for you. What would I go back and tell my high school self? If you self? could go back and tell your high school self something, what would you go back and say? Hmm. While you're thinking, I'll tell you, mine was um, that, because we, we got kind of serious on it, was that things will get bad in life, like get re- and it will seem like they won't get better, but they will. Like, no matter what happens, whatever is thrown your way, it's going to get better. because, And I, I didn't even plan this out, but in the first episode, as I was sitting there talking, I was like, I wouldn't want to go and mess up anything that would keep me from being right here. Because we, we did the first podcast in my wife's old apartment. 
And I was like, I, I want to be right here in this apartment where I propose to you. I want to be right here doing our podcast. So I don't want to do anything that's going to You don't want to go back in time. I don't want to go back in time and mess it up. Different I don't want to see my hand start disappearing in a picture. Right. And I don't want to be on a different trajectory that would take me to the point where I would never ask the question that I'm about to answer. Yeah. So, but... And I would, I would tell myself, like, things are going to get bad, but just, you know, just get through them because things will always get better. And so that's that was my answer. Gosh. Well, you know, what goes through, uh, what goes through my head is going to sound so arrogant and conceited. Mm. But, the, but I knew that when I was in high school. I, I was completely aware that life was probably going to take some unexpected turns and some of them were going to be negative. And I knew that, I knew that when I was in high school. Wow. Um, had you gone through bad stuff? Not really. Okay. Not really. I had a great, I had a great, I mean, it wasn't perfect. Right. But, but I had, you didn't go through any big, cause right. I didn't either. I, I skipped through life until yeah. five years ago. Yeah. I mean, I had, I How old were you when Grandpa was diagnosed? Like me, I was seventeen. So there, so, so the end of high school, school, you, your family started to fall apart. Things started to fall apart, and but I was, but I was aware that that things were falling apart, and I knew that I was going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I had a a relatively um, strong faith. By the time I was in high school, I knew that there was a God and I knew that he was uh, responsible for my existence. And I knew that he was, uh, that he was good. And that if something was, if something negative happened, um, I knew that there was a reason for it. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like, like I'm kind of puffed up here, but, um, I guess the the thing that I would uh, that I would go back and tell my high school self is that the things that you suspect are true right now really are true. So I guess <laughs> yeah. I would say you're on the right track and uh, and don't don't lose uh, don't lose that faith. Don't let anybody convince you that well, uh, it's kind of like that question a couple of weeks ago when. Uh, Rachel Jankovic was being interviewed by uh, Allie Beth Stuckey. And Allie Beth says, I have, you know, a baby who's like seven months old, but you've got seven kids. And so, you know, tell me, what would you go back and tell yourself when you had children? You know, when you first started having children, what would, you, what would your advice be to you when you were a little bit younger as yeah. a new mom? Right. And Rachel's answer, which I thought was really, it could almost be interpreted as arrogant a little bit. But what she said was, that almost sounds like how would you change your regrets or like what would, what would be the thing that right. you would change and people always expect you to say that you would change something but I really try not to live with the what if or you know and not to believe that I could have made things so much better if right. I had just done one thing differently because she said you know the one thing we really struggle with a lot of us most of us is appreciating the blessings in the moment and a lot of us get stuck on oh man if I had just done this I could have had that blessing earlier or mm-hmm. oh if I would yeah. just do this now I could have a different better blessing later right. and she's like that's not the nature of God's blessing the faith comes in going thank you God for this thing here and I'm also just going to believe 
that you the same good God will give me something else in the next chapter and yeah. right. just so to, I like Turian just to, just to pile on and destroy your question <laughs> um, to make you feel bad I felt bad for Ellie that stuck you when she yeah. asked the question but I was like well, well that's, that's a pretty good answer though there is a certain <laughs> um, there there is a certain arrogance and I'm guilty of it myself there's a certain arrogance of thinking that I that I could have had a better deal if I'd have known something earlier than I knew it now. Yeah. If, I, if I'd have known what I knew, if I'd have known 10 years ago what I know now, my whole life would have been better. You yeah. know, I, I wouldn't have wasted, quote unquote, so much time getting here to the point where now I have this information that is going to make my life better. And I think, I, I think the process of getting that information is what life is, you know? And so to be, so kind of to your point, if I, if in order for me to go back and say something to myself in high school, it would change where we ended up. Yeah. It would, it would take me to a completely different place because the reason I know what I know now is because I walked the path that I walked. And if I go back and say, Hey, you shouldn't walk that path for this reason or that reason, then, you know, who, who knows? I might, I might be, I might have died 20 years ago. Yeah. You, you know, you just don't know. So like, you'd go back, you'd go back and tell your high school self, nice, nice night, isn't it? Like, <laughs> you just walk up and, and then you go like, oh, something completely you keep going. Here. Hey, I like those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> You want some eggs? I'd go Excuse back and me. say something totally. Excuse I, me, son. I wonder if I'd rec- recognize myself. That's a question. I would go. You'd be, <laughs> you'd be the one that with hair that looks like a mushroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were asking if your younger self would recognize. I, I thought you meant younger self. Thought, I know I'd recognize. I, you I know meant, I would recognize myself. Right. I thought you meant. You wonder if you would recognize your old I'm high school. I'm not that senile yet. <laughs>
make my share of mistakes back then because I did, but that I didn't, I wouldn't want it to become a mistake now mm -hmm. to be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to think of all these things that I wish that I had that I don't or that I could have done differently. Plus, maybe like, that's the reason that we can't travel back in time. Because we'd screw it all up. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Well, and Luke, Luke and I started dating when I was 16. And so that was basically the whole of high school. I think we spent our freshman year with, you know, some some independence and some freedom. But from sophomore year on, it's been very similar to how my life is now. We're just Luke and I, you know, kind of navigating the family has grown. Oh, so that's still going on. It's still, as far as I know. <laughs> so what would your, you know, what what do you, what regrets do you have? I mean, what when you, because the thing about, right. the thing about regrets question. is when you. But I don't think it was, I wasn't going back to, to try to right a wrong or, or any regrets or anything. That basically is what I was would tell myself is just. Hey, you're going to go through some stuff that you never would imagine that you could go through. You just need to know that you can get through it. And the only reason so why I landed on the that. the same thing to yourself that I was going to oh, say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I would give myself a little, because I went through, I mean, I had great childhood, great, you know, I ended up doing a career I never thought I would do. I fell into it, you know, like all this, it, it had been a pretty great cakewalk. And then five and a half years ago, five years ago, whatever, um, it got really dark, and I remember nights by myself thinking, "I'm not going to get out of this. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get past any of this." And now I'm more happy than I've ever been in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only thing I'd go back and tell my my younger self is that you're going to get you're going to get knocked down, but you're going to be able to stand back up, and it's going to be. So I feel like that's the only thing that my high school self would need is just that little bit of hope and encouragement of. But everybody, I mean, that's. Everybody has that. So everybody, if they truly have that foundation, they well, can stand up. But that's what I'm saying. Like, right. But I had it. So I should have known that. But when I was going through like my real dark time, I was like, I, it would have been a nice to have remembered, oh, it's going to get better. Because I remember the months of like, oh, this is, this is never going to get better. The worst thing that could yeah. ever well, happen. Well, and there's a lot of times where your head knows something that you that it doesn't really seem to affect your mood or your body. Because I remember describing postpartum depression like when you first, and neither one of you are going to understand this reference, but there might be women <laughs> listening, when you first get pregnant and you're going through morning sickness. Oh, yes. And if nothing sounds good, <laughs> you seriously think to yourself, and I remember every single woman I've ever said this to is like, yeah, totally. You will seriously look at a, like a plate of food or the refrigerator and think, I'm literally never going to eat again. I never yeah. want to eat. And probably if you've been nauseous, like if you've had the flu or something, it's yeah. similar. It's just yeah. longer when yeah. you have morning I saw cats. You, I know exactly what you're talking about. And you think... <laughs> the last one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I you think that. I'm never eating again. Somebody, one reviewer said, it's the worst thing to happen to cats since it's, dogs. It's dogs. <laughs> I yeah. did hear the review. Yeah. I didn't see the movie. But, do you, <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter. Like, no matter how much you hear and think to yourself, logically I know that this will pass and eventually... I'm not always going to be sick. I will want to eat again. I know yeah. this. But, like, in that moment, it makes no difference whatsoever because the feeling is, like... This is horrible. And I remember when I was depressed, too, it was, you know, physically I was better, but like emotionally it was not, I was not okay. And I remember thinking, yeah, this is just like having to wait this out all over again. It's just like the same where I know logically one thing, but I physically yeah. cannot get there. And you just kind of have to wait. So, 
things like that. You could go back and tell your high school self that. Well, like, but but I'm trying to think because, like Bob said, I did have people who were saying similar things. Maybe not in those terms, but I wouldn't have understood the morning sickness reference then anyway. But they say, this too <laughs> shall pass. Do they not? They yeah. do. And they say, you know, just wait. Just wait. It'll... Everything will come back around, and that can be depressing if you're having a really great mountaintop, you know, raw raw time of your life, where you're this really enjoying it. Pass. You yeah. think this too will <laughs> pass, and it's like, nah. Then it's true, but then it's really it's comforting when you're going through something that's awful. Some of that is a uh, is what it is to be a performer. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on yeah. stage. I mean, not tonight, obviously. Yeah, you, right. But uh, sometimes it goes well. But there are nights <laughs> when when things are just are, things are just banging, and then you're back in the hotel room all by yourself. And then you're at the airport, and mm-hmm. then you're waiting on a delayed flight, and then you're home, and the and you're mowing the yard, and it's like, what happened yeah. in the last twenty four hours? How did I get here? I remember I did a um, I did a youth conference last week, or uh, anyway, in Ohio, and it was twenty three hundred kids, and it was in a big arena, and it was just electric. Yeah. And then I had to get up at three thirty in the morning. Yeah. And drive all the way back to the airport and, it's cold. and I'm dragging my, and it's snowing yeah. and I'm dragging my suitcases from the rental car uh, where I dropped my rental car off, you know, 300 yards to the airport and I'm miserable and it's, you know, sleep deprived and I get in and there happened to be a youth leader that was flying out that was at the show and he was like, oh my gosh, you were, that was the best thing I've ever seen. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I did something really cool yesterday, <laughs> but it was super miserable right yeah. then at that moment. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you do. It gets deflated really quickly yeah. whenever you're right back into the... But pe- that throws people, I think, like this generation, and when I say generation, I mean like everybody who's alive right now. I think that's the one thing that like gets us the most, uh, that gets us down the most because... There are a lot of people who don't realize that that's okay and that's normal. It doesn't necessarily mean that, like, you need to change anything or that you need to, like, be right. on some type of, like, medication or something. Yeah, like, just because, right, right, it's normal. Like, roller coaster right. up and down kind of, you know, highs and lows, that happens. Yeah. I had an idea walking home from the uh, bank today. And uh, the post office in the rain. Yeah, I go to one of the Apparently, Kristen walks to the post office too. She walked to the mailbox. She didn't go all the way to the post office. But I had a lot of questions about what your latest post office box or post office was. I I walked to the post office and uh, to the bank. And to the bank. And today I was thinking about how it seems to me like an interesting segment. On, on the podcast, on this uh, Hook, Line, and Smiley podcast. <laughs> comes out every uh, Thursday. Comes out every Thursday. It drops on Thursdays. Would be to have a... Uh, we're, we're waiting three hours. Are we still yep. recording? Yep. Um, what, how long have we been doing? One forty-five. Yeah, I knew this for a long one. Um, <laughs> I, I think it would be an interesting segment to have people talk about what they're doing with their day. I mean, like, right now, pick a, pick a time... Mm-hmm. You know, two thirty. You know, or mm-hmm. or ten forty-seven, or whatever. You pick time. It's like, what are you doing right now? Ten thirty-four in your day. Let's say. What are you doing right now in your day? <laughs> and just and just have people just have people explain what they're doing because I will bet that ninety-five more than that, ninety-nine percent of people at any moment during an average day are doing something totally 
benign and yeah. uninteresting. Most people are not going up on stage to perform for 2,300 right. people. You know, right. most people are not getting ready to deliver a sales pitch that's going to close a multi-million dollar sale. Most people are finishing a bowl of cereal or they're mopping up, you know, a spill or yeah. they're driving, you know, to some... There are probably a lot of people doing more than one thing at once, but it's usually more than one mundane thing. Like, like I am the, getting... Uh, trying to brush my teeth and, you know, packing... Uh, you know, that's it's possible. That kind of but, thing. But but even those things are just they're ordinary, unremarkable things that we do with most of our time. And the same thing's true for, and this is what people don't understand. It's true for people like you and me. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true for people in movies. You know, the movies. I've made this point before that a movie misleads us into think it, we we don't have. We don't think about how life really works when mm-hmm. we watch a movie. And uh, it occurred to me last year when I was watching, I, I wasn't actually watching the movie, but I, you know how you can see what's on other people's movies on an airplane? You can see yeah. the screens. And uh, so I was looking at somebody else's movie screen, so I wasn't listening to anything. But it was the uh, Star is Born, the remake of Star is Born. Oh, yeah. So I don't, there, there was no sound, so I don't know what was going on. But the scene was... It was uh, the, the, the couple, and they were, you know, in the bedroom, and they were, you know, getting busy. <laughs> I've heard of tales like this. You've heard of this? Um, that that was the, the least smooth way <laughs> that you could have possibly described it. Okay, it was, they were, they were <laughs> intimate. That, that's, anyway, it was a bedroom scene, all right? And then it cuts to... I, I think the next morning, because now they're sitting at a table, and it's a, it's breakfast the next morning, and they're and her hair is disheveled. And she's, she's wearing, wearing his nice shirt. shirt. Right, oh. she's wearing his shirt, and he's sitting there in his t-shirt and everything, and they're having a conversation. And there's there's you know eggs and bacon and food. There's a flower in a vase oh, on yeah. the table, and and it went through my head. It's like where'd that food come from? <laughs> it's just the two of them yeah. sitting around a table. Where'd that food come from? But that's what movies do for right, us. Yeah, they movies, woke up and the food was all there. It's just the two of them, and they the food say, was all there. What should we have for breakfast? And nobody. I don't know. They didn't show somebody, you know, rummaging through the refrigerator and getting the ingredients out. Somebody had to make that food, and so, we don't see any of that. So I had a friend that was super into Twenty Four, um, the Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Um, I've never seen an episode, but I guess it's pretty good. Every uh, they do 24 episodes, and each episode is an hour of this one day, right? right? And so my friend each is so is one hour. into it. Yeah. And I walk in the living room one time, and I go... It's, a, it's actually one day. Each season is one And day. I go, when does he go to the bathroom? Right. And the whole thing <laughs> fell apart for him. <laughs> the whole thing, the rest... And I think this was like season three... And he could not watch <laughs> because he was work. like, he's like he's got to pee. When does right. he go to the bathroom? And a, it all just fell apart. And I, I, but that that goes exactly with what you're saying. Like we we see all this movies and all this you know stuff. It goes from one highlight so to another. A whole, scene is a highlight. Because I've never seen Twenty Four. Are there whole? There would be whole episodes then where like characters aren't there because they're sleeping. Right? 
Or do they not sleep either? No, it's, not it's only one day. It's just one right, day. Right, a season is a one day. A season is one day. Right, a season is one day. So, like, wouldn't but it three or to four be... episodes be hours of the day no, where they're sleeping? because it happens to be... No, because the, because the characters overlap. And and it's only one day. You and, can stay awake for a day. And correct me if I'm wrong, the one day that they pick to show us is a day that a terrorist is taking over the planet. So or, nobody sleeps. Like, so nobody's right. sleeping. Okay. Right, that's the whole... So yeah, if it, it's, not, it's not a normal day. And evidently not go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. So, it's not like a Sunday, you know. Well, right? I would think by the end of the... Yeah, the end of the 24... Where they're just out mowing episodes. and well, that's what I thought. catching like, up on their mail. I thought that in a couple of... Like, three or four of the seasons at the end of the day that they were... Right. Wouldn't be great? But, but that's my point. That's, that's Wouldn't it be great? Eight shows in, you just see them in a boat, just casting. <laughs> And the whole hour is him just fishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but that, it does illustrate the point that that we have this idea that life is supposed to be one. You know, it's supposed to be from the bedroom to the breakfast the next day, yeah. and there's nothing in between. <laughs> right. And when there is stuff in between, which is most of our life, that's when we tell ourselves, "Man, my life is terrible." Yeah. I'm I'm making breakfast here. I'm I'm standing here scrambling eggs. You never see the people in the movie yeah. scrambling eggs. And that's because they're not really living a life. It's mm-hmm. it's an illusion. Yeah. Um, Let's do it tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll post on Facebook. It is whatever time. It is 3. Yeah, what did you spend? 12. What are you doing right? What are you doing right now? Or if you're reading this later, what were you doing at 3.12? But you know it'll... it'll Turn well, into yeah. what you're doing right now, plus your last name is your gangster name. Like you know, it'll turn into some big yeah, game. Well, no, I just I think it would be interesting to hear what what average people do with a couple of hours in their day, or or with the with with their morning, or, or whatever, people, because it's it's got to be very mundane and ordinary. So I'm normally home all week, and I really didn't notice this until. Because Sarah lived in Galveston and I lived in um, the Woodlands, so we lived 73 miles apart for like a year. And so a lot of our relationship was being on the phone. Mm. And I never picked up this pattern, but every single day I go to the post office, H-E-B, and uh, it's a grocery store, and the gym. Every single day. And that's my day. I wake up, I got the kids off to school. I would write for an hour or do some kind of office work, book flights, everything for an hour. And then I would go to post office and then and I'd actually do the gym, but post office and then gym and then H-E-B and then back home before the kids get home. And I did it every day. And then people are always like, man, it must be so much fun to hang out with you. And right. I'm like, you would be bored <laughs> that out is of exactly, your mind. That's exactly what I'm, what I'm talking about yeah. is, is to give... Give people a chance to say, "Well, this is what it's like." If we're gonna, if you're gonna hang out. What are we gonna do? If we're gonna, if I'm yeah. gonna hang out with you for a day, what what's gonna happen? Yeah. Because I think that, I think that's introspective, and I think it's interesting to to stop and just contemplate how we spend our time, yeah. not for the purposes of of making people <clears throat> feel anxious or like, "Oh my gosh, my life is terrible," but just to just to demonstrate that all of us, every single one of us, yeah is mostly engaged with things that are just not that interesting. Yeah. Life is not that interesting. Even if you're on the set of a movie, you know how much standing around you do oh, on a movie set? That's why you get a trailer, because it is mind-numbingly boring. 
So you've got to have something to go do, or you're just standing there. Because so you're not in the scene. You have to get a trailer to go read a book or play games or whatever, because it is. It's so much downtime. Yeah. So. And that's... <laughs> what? <laughs> that's just the way you... Just the way you shrugged it off, like, well, that's... That's life. I can't think of anything else to say. It's just well, he's really gonna, he's, void He's, he's going to have to get up and go uh, first thing in the morning to the airport. You have to leave at, like, 3. Are you leaving at 3? I think I have to leave at 3. Why? Because my flight's at 6.15. Yeah, but you're not... You're, you're not less than an hour 40, from the airport. 42 minutes. Right. And I have to return my rental car. Right. Who... Yeah. Hello, Kettle. You're black. Don't you show up at the airport like two hours yes, before? Yes, I always do. You're my only, I thought my only ally in this because I like to I like to show up early. Your flight's at six? That's six o'clock, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably leave at three too. And I'm like, I don't want to, like I would rather just get there and then sit at the airport rather yeah. than stress out. Because you don't know what's going to happen between here and the airport. And you know what, John? I'm fine with the mundane. I know sometimes you have to just sit in an airport and that's what life is. That's true. Indianapolis Airport's not a bad airport. It's a great airport. It is a really good airport. I'll give you that. It's not bad. It's you better flown? than Newark. I've flown. Peaches? I've flown, but I don't. I haven't been in enough bad airports to know. She you doesn't appreciate it. Have you DFW? I have. Or Minneapolis? Is that one bad? Dad yeah. always complains about uh, Newark. Newark. Oh, Newark is terrible. DFW's not bad. DFW? DFW's just it's big. It's really big. It's ridiculous. But they've got trains. Now they have trains. They used to not, and you had to go out of security, get on a shuttle. That's why I hate Newark. That's why I hate Newark. you have to go out of security to get oh, back yeah. to your other gates. Your connecting Newark flight is. is not in the same concourse, then you leave security and yeah. you have to go through it again. Yeah. Or you have to get on the big, um, it looks like it's from uh, Mad Max. Yeah, it's real it, tall. Oh, yes, yeah. it's the worst. It looks like it looks like a like a walker, like an Imperial walker it does look from like Star Imperial Wars. Walker, yeah. You almost expect it to... Open fire. And you seriously <laughs> see a lot of Ewoks running around the tarmac. Yeah. And you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> what are you even talking about? There's going to be at least four people that know exactly what we're talking about. Oh, I don't On care. this podcast, Hook, I don't Line, care and Smiley, if nobody knows. which drops every Thursday. All right, but Hook, Line, and Smiley, uh, we're going to be dropping this on, uh, on Thursday. Oh, we're dropping this one on Thursday? No, we're probably going to put this out. Before, yeah, uh, you put this out because we've got we've got plenty. Because of... well, that's just what I was gonna say. On Sunday, we we're gonna we were gonna record again because we told Cammy she could read her book. That's on right. The podcast. That's right. We're gonna have we have lots we're gonna of have content. extra content this time, Carl. And and this is this is the new uh, this is gonna be the new norm. We're gonna try to be more uh, less you know, scripted, less planned. Well, more relational is what more, I was gonna say. Um, the, the this vacate with the comics thing um, is uh, has become a passion. For us. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. It's a vacant way of life. More thought out. <laughs> <laughs> About what you're going to say. Correct. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're looking... We are looking so forward to being uh, at the lake this August. Um, yeah. Board games, poker, and stories... All the behind-the-scenes stuff. We're going to record the, the a podcast. The vacation will not be Monday. It will not be Monday. This will be this will be like a movie. That's why we're looking forward this to This will be a movie. movie. This will we just be highlight of, to highlight to a highlight. A lot of teeth brushing and laundry. You, you will get out of that, bed. But yeah. <laughs> you will get out of bed and breakfast will be there with a the flower. That is actually that true. That is... Yeah. 
You can sort come to vacay and you can have breakfast made for you. That is true. That's it will true. be made for you, but it won't be right there when you get out of bed. Not right out of bed. I don't oh, want to create the going. illusion. That gonna... Well, it doesn't matter if I'm going because I'm not even on the card. So, <laughs> yeah, Bob Smiley's, shot. Bob Smiley's going to be there, though you don't know it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do think it would be funny if he picked somebody to cross out on the business card and just wonder, wrote his name. I wonder who he would pick. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. I wonder who he would scratch out. <laughs>